and fully prepare. I've told a lot of preachers and a lot of congregations. Uh, I hear some guys say, you know, there are a lot better preachers here than me. I have never said that. <laughs> Ever. Not that there aren't, but their name is not on the sign for tonight. You see? And if I've been asked to preach, and I have prayed and fully prepared, and I don't back up to nobody. Amen. And you should be the same way. Amen. Don't, don't ever say, well, so-and-so's here. Let him preach. No, sir. If the superintendent walked into my church Sunday morning and I had the message, I'd just preach and ask him to come back tonight or another time. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm not being disrespectful. But I'm saying if you're a man of, or woman of God and God has given you something, then deliver it. Be prepared, be prayed, and deliver the message. And I want to do that if you want to stand for the reading. I'm not going to read all of this. I'm, I'm going to read some more of it tomorrow. But this is where Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then he came down and he met a man whose son was, was being tormented by, and, and even vexed by the devil. And, and, and the man began to talk to Jesus. And I just want to read a couple verses to, to give you what I'm going to say tonight. Verse 22, the father is talking to Jesus and said, And oft times the Spirit, it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, tonight in this sanctuary, with this particular group of people, I ask you to, to help us. Praise God. Help me to service tonight. Hallelujah. I know people have come with expectation. And it's not from me, but it's from you that they expect something powerful tonight. I know you will not let us down. You never have. Hallelujah. Speak to young people especially. But speak to all people here tonight. Speak to me as I, I speak to this congregation. Hallelujah. We thank you for Luke and his ministry in this church. And, and he's with you. And let him know that we still love him. And we're carrying on the work of God. And we'll see him after a while. I give you all praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Is there anybody say, I would like for the Lord to help me tonight? Raise your hand. I would like for the Lord to help me tonight. I, I received a call from a preacher friend. If I called him, you'd all know him. And, and, and we just talk about every week. And, and he, he, he said, before I get started, I want to ask you, there's a lady from your area, a, a, a backslidden preacher's wife, has called and we've been talking or texting and, and she wants me to communicate with her son who's gotten way away from the Lord and, and is asking me to really invest in him. And he said, why is she calling me? Why is she texting me? I said, because she is desperate. Desperate to help her son and she's reaching out to somebody 
who can help her. Hallelujah. I know for myself and other pastors here and youth leaders and, and people of God in general, I'm being more and more and more asked by, by people, people in my community. I'm sitting in, in, in offices. I go to the school or I go to a business just, just for the sake of what I'm there for. And, and somebody will say, hey, come in here. I need to ask you a couple questions. Or we begin to talk in the hallway. And then they say, come on into my office and, and pull the door shut. And, and adults with degrees and authority and, and responsibility are reduced to tears because they need help and they cannot find it anywhere else. Amen. This man, this grown man who is a father, who has responsibilities at his workplace and at his home, has drugged this boy to Jesus. And I may say more about that tomorrow, but, but tonight I'm just saying, to you, what a what a experience it must have been! What a shame it must have been to admit to everybody, I got a problem in my house, and it's gotten so bad. I need Jesus. Oh, come on now, I need Jesus. And he looked at the Lord, and he said, "If you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us." And help us. Oh, yes, sir. I don't know what you're going to do, but I've done all I can do. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, young people. God is not going to do everything for you. God is not going to come out of heaven, step down a ladder, put his foot on this earth, and solve all your problems. But I am here to tell you that if you'll do your part, God will help you. Hallelujah. God will do his part if you'll do your part. It's a partnership that we have have with God. He is not going to just come down here and do it all. you got to do some effort. Make some inroads to God and talk to Him. This man said, I've done it all. I don't know what else I can do. I drug him down to your boys and they couldn't do nothing with him. But if you can do anything, help me. I wish we could pray like we need to pray. Instead of the kind of prayer that we can only pray in front of other people. I wish we could pray at church like we pray at home when nobody's looking. I wish we could sing our songs like we sing them going down the road with the radio and it's turned up loud. Come on now. See, we, we, we perfected singing so much and tried to entertain. Come on now. In our churches and tried to get everything better than somebody else. I remember some of the best singing in our churches wasn't always on key. It wasn't always just perfect. Sometimes they messed up a line. But the Holy Ghost was there and He helped us. And He moved. And He ministered in lives. Oh, just be yourself. Just do the best you can. Get up here and sing the best you know how. If you miss a line, start over. Oh, hallelujah. But let God help you in the way you're going. I remember having revival in my first church in Richmond. And, and, and we were, you know, I was just starting out. I didn't know what I was going to do. But Brother Russell McDonald came to preach me a revival. I remember it was a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's all he had. And so I, I knew God had spoken to me to get him. But he come that Friday night. I won't ever forget I was standing in the foyer. He got there before most people got there. A man had driven him up there. And he come in and he just has a way. He laid his hand just like that on my chest and said, Son, 
I'm going to help you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. He'd been there a long time. He'd been in the ministry a long time. And he could sense what was going on more than I could. And he said, I'm going to help you. Oh, listen here. People need help. Come on now. We got enough sermons. Hallelujah. Fill all the shelves on our bookcase. We know all the songs we need to sing. What we need is God. Just to come down in a service and to help us. Do what's needed. Needed. Come on, do what we've been asking and begging and squalling for God to do. Just help us. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting all the responsibility on God. I'm not asking him to come down here and do anything that I'm not willing to participate with him. I'm willing to do my part if God will help me. As the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, Come boldly to the throne of grace. Come on now. Don't no, 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 just stay in the shadows. You can't stay at home and get what you need. You got to come on down to God's house. And you can't go, come on down to the altar. Amen. You got to come on down where God is. Put yourself across an altar and say, I ain't getting up until God helps me. I ain't getting up. I ain't leaving. You can go home and eat your hamburger if you want to. You can turn off all the lights. You can do whatever, brother. But I ain't leaving until I get some help. I'm telling you. You won't take as long as you think it will. God will come and help you. You got to get bold with your request. I preached the other night at my church Wednesday night, or Sunday night, and then I told him, I said, I'm sick of this little old pitiful prayer request we're having. Every one of you got lost people, and you don't never call their name. You don't never say it. Have you lost faith? Have you lost faith that God's going to save your people? And I said, you know, I know you. I know every one of you. I know every one of your kids. I know, I know all your lost people in your family. I know, and I call that every day when I get to your name. But you hadn't called their name in so long. You ain't even got enough faith to stick up a finger during an unspoken request. So afterwards, I said, I'm going to take up a prayer request. And then they all given it. Wednesday night we got in there, and then they went through the same old thing. And I was fixing to give it to them again. And one fella said, Catherine and Booger and, and, and Philip and another one, I forget his name. I want my kids saved. I said, I wondered if anybody heard anything. You got to get bold. <laughs> Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help, help in the time of need. You're in need. There is a need, and we need somebody. Come on, it always helps if you just got one person there with you. It makes it better. It don't, it don't change sometimes the outcome, but just having somebody there with you. Helps the whole situation. Brother Clinton and said in Sunday night service, somebody requested prayer for a young lady who was who was diagnosed with cancer. And after she was diagnosed with cancer, her husband left her and her little boy. It's just them two. Well, the next day he decided he'd go find this woman and pray with her. So he got down to the little house where they told him she lived. He knocked on the door, and a little boy come to the door, and he looked up at Brother Clinton and said. 
are you the man sent from God? Oh, come on now. It just took him back a little bit, you know. Are you the man sent from God? He just stood there and the little boy said, because Mama said, when the man sent from God gets here, everything's going to be all right. Help is on the way, she said. He'll be here. He'll be here after a while. He'll knock on the door. Brother Clinton and prayed for the woman. God healed her. You see, all they needed was some help. That's what they needed, some help. Not do everything. Not take control of everything. Just help us. I'll do the praying if you do the healing. I'll do. Come on now. I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll get involved if you help me. And you know, I, I may step out on a limb here. Nothing doctrinally or nothing, you know, but I really believe God revealed this to me as a pastor because I'm quick to get aggravated with folks, church folks. Amen. And I know you youth leaders, it gets aggravating sometimes. You might say amen. I know what I'm saying is true. But I'm very convinced that the reason some people don't come to church is not because they don't want to be there. They just can't make themselves get there. Wait a minute. You talking about grown people get up and go to work? You, you talking about folks can get, go, go out to eat? They can do it. See, the devil has got them in such a state they want to come. Some of them get up on Sunday morning and start getting dressed. Try to make an effort in something. Just says, don't go. Don't go. I, brother, know what I'm talking about? I'm the pastor of the church, and sometimes I feel like that. Come on now. Sometimes when it gets so discouraging, sometimes when you're just about to depress yourself, I'm, I'm talking in reality here, then you have to get up and say, listen here, Doug Chapman, you're the pastor of that church. Get yourself together. Put your tie on and get out there and tell them people what God said. And when you get through, you can come home and cry if you want to. You can be depressed all afternoon, but you got to go back tonight and do it again. Come on now. And you just get up. But some people don't have nobody to tell them that. Some of these young people in our youth groups, uh, they want to do better. Come on. Can I give you some just encouragement? They want to do better. Uh, they want to live better. Uh, but sometimes uh, it is so tough. Uh, all they need is a little help. Uh, come on now. It's a little help. Uh, oh, it's just tough for everybody now. Uh, you hear me? It's going to be tough uh, from here on out. Uh, I was down in Beaumont, Mississippi. Some of them know the Browns uh, from our camp. Uh, I was down there preaching a revival uh, as a man and his wife go there, Lamar and Patsy. Uh, I don't know their last name, uh, but I'm telling you, they've, they've had a rough time. Uh, been, been in church a long time. Uh, when I first started going there, there's three boys uh, sitting there back on the back row. Uh, and the next year, uh, one of them wasn't there. Uh, he'd done gone. Uh, and the next year, uh, the other one's gone. Uh, and a couple years later, the, the last one was gone. Uh, one of them went to prison. Uh, he killed somebody with a hammer. Uh, and man sold the furniture for, for a few drugs. Uh, that, that's where his children are. It's tough when your children are in jail, when your family is strung out, and you're trying to go to church, trying to believe, and ain't nothing happening. He, what do you know what? He needed some help. He come down to the altar one night, laid in the altar service, and you know we get aggravated with folks because they just sometimes they don't do like we want to. And not many were praying with him, but his little wife got over there with him. His little wife got over and started praying with her husband. Come on, now she knew where he was at. 
She knew it's tough at home. I can't hardly even drag him down here. And she got over, and this is all she'd say, help him, Lord. Not H-E-L-P, H-E-P. Help him, God. You ever heard people talk like that? That's when you're desperate. You don't care if you're grammatically correct or not. She said, help him, God. Help him, God, and tears begin to roll down that wife's face as her son's in prison. Other two sons are on drugs, and she said, Help him, God. Help him, God. Help him, God. You know what she was doing? She was going boldly to the throne of God. Hallelujah. She said, Hallelujah. The Bible says, If I'll come boldly to God, He'll give me help in the time of need. And this is a time of need. Some young people, uh, you got needs that don't nobody even know about. Uh, nobody understands. Uh, we can't understand. We try. We love you, but we can't understand everything. Uh, but he said, Come boldly that you can find help in the time of need. You see, like I said, it's a partnership <coughs> that develops over a long period of time. If you don't start out with this foundation, I'm telling you, if, if ever youth leader don't go back and start, I'm, I'm going back myself. Amen. I have a renewed enthusiasm. That's not a good, uh, the best word, but something in my spirit, brother, to go back and check my foundation down at the church. Hallelujah. Make sure we got everything right with the foundation. You can build a church like that. Amen. See, you got a partner with God. You see, you're young. Look around at some of these old people in older people in this church. <laughs> Y'all done cooked, so you can't take it back. I hope you didn't just start, did you? I heard you say how old you were today. Amen. My mama and, and this lady are the same age, and I'm not going to tell her age or my mama's. <laughs> but she didn't just start out yesterday. I've been in this church in revival. I was telling some of them that we was having revival here. I thought it was going pretty good. But we, we hit a snag one night, and it wasn't nothing. I mean, the choir was about half dead. The special singing wasn't much better. And the preaching was, was just struggling to get started. And Sister Martha jumped up and screamed out like they scared me to death. Run around this building. And well, the black man said, stop this place on fire. <laughs> man. She didn't just start. She'd done that a few times, I imagine. You see, you know why she's here tonight? Because God has helped you. Has God ever helped you, sister? Sister Shirley, has God ever helped you? Hallelujah. Brother Tim, has God helped you? You wouldn't have made it, would you? God helped you. Brother Andy, has God helped y'all? Yes, sir, brother. Has he helped you? You told about some rough times at your church, but God's helped you, hasn't he? Oh, yes, sir. He's helped you. Glory to God. We prayed about some stuff, sister. Hallelujah. And God has helped you. Hallelujah. God's helping you, Andy, over there. Hallelujah. God's helped you. Paul, I, I, was, just, I was just reading through just on something else. And I run across this verse. I'm telling you, you're snagged up in my spirit. Hallelujah. He said in Acts that they were in the shipwreck. And things were not going well. But Paul began to tell them, he said, Having therefore obtained help of God. God help me, he said. Having therefore. 
having therefore obtained help from God, I continue unto this day. Come on now. You know why I'm still serving God? Because God helped me early on. And God helped me after that. 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 And I continue unto this day. It hadn't been all wonderful in my life. I've hit some bad places, some rough places in my life. But I'm here to tell you, God helped me through those places in my life. And I continue unto this day. And when this conference rolls around next year, I'll still be here. And the next year, I'll be here. What if they don't ask you to preach? You can't run me off. I'm going to keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on. Because God has helped me. He is helping me. And he's going to help me some more. Having therefore obtained help from God, I keep on going. That's the only way to continue. That's the only way to serve God is to let him help you and help you and don't never get too big for your britches that you can't ask God to help you one more time because God is willing to help us, but he ain't going to do it all now. you got to partner with him. If we can link, we link our weakness to his strength. He don't mind us being weak as long as we'll reach up to his strength and hold on to his unchanging hand. He'll make the difference. I mean, it's a, it's a common word. Even a little kid will say, help me. You know, you don't have to have a degree to understand that you can just reach up and ask somebody to help me. Just help me. But they're grown people, Christians, who will try to do it themselves who will try to keep on going. Come on now. The self-help book section is full from religious to whatever that, that we can make ourselves better and we can do something ourselves. You cannot do all of this by yourself. You cannot cope with everything by yourself. There are no books, not enough books out there to be able to tell us every situation, everything of life. God's got to help us. The reason we made it, if we look back down here, is because God helped us. As a pastor... You know, it gets tough. Situations arise that you could never prepare for. Recently we had some situation at the church and things wasn't going just like I wanted to. And, and I was on a Sunday, I had gotten in from church and eat a little something. And it's hot, I don't, I don't know why, but several Sundays in a row I just got out on the back porch. I mean, it was hot. And I, I, I don't know if I felt closed in in the house or what, but I just... You know, you just see more and just sitting out there and talking to God, praying. And I heard God say, I am going to help you. Hallelujah. You know what I'd really rather him say it is, I'm going to take care of this, buddy. You just sit right here. I'm going to kill a couple of them. I'm going to give a couple of them something else. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He didn't say that. All he said was, I am going to help you. And I could hear Brother McDonald as he come in. I love Brother McDonald. known him all my life. 
Recently, I went down there to preach a funeral. Me and him, and he, he's just funny. You just have to know his way. He said, Doc, you got this whole thing. I'm going to open it up, and you just get the rest of it. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good funeral. I hate to say that, but I mean the Spirit of the Lord come down. It was a preacher's daughter, and she'd come back to the Lord, and, and we liked to have a runaway right there in the, in the funeral. And the next day, the phone rang. This was, this was right after God said he was going to help me. I'm holding on to that. I don't know what he's doing. I don't really understand why this is having to happen for him to help me. This don't sound like he's helping me, really. But the phone rang, and, and I, I didn't recognize the number, but, but I knew the general area was coming from, so I just answered it, and she said, the lady said, is this Brother Doug Chapman? I said, it is. She said, this is Sister McDonald." She, she don't need a first name. She thinks she's the only one in the whole world. In fact, for the obituary, they listed him as Brother McDonald. I said, I hope I get one day to where I'm the best Chapman. And they don't know nobody. I just say this Brother Chapman, and they know it's me. <laughs> she said, this is Sister McDonald. And I won't tell you how good you did at that funeral yesterday. I said, oh, well, I appreciate it. Paul. She said, before I let you go, I want to give you a verse that God told me to tell you. <laughs> oh, come on now. I ain't talking about a woman that just flung her Bible open and saw a good verse and thought she'd share it with me. I'm talking about a woman that when she speaks in tongues, she looks like she's going to catch a pew in front of her on fire. Come on now, when she speaks it just like fire running out of her mouth. A woman, I, I don't know, in her 70s, I guess, but she's been a faithful warrior of the Lord Jesus Christ. A mighty woman of God lived a holiness life. Oh, yes, sir, she said, God told me to tell you, Brother Doug. And I'm going to tell you, when she began to speak, something hit me in the top of my head, just like warm oil and run down through my body. And the Lord said, I told you I was going to help. You, I told you I was going to help you. It, it took a woman's phone call. She said, The Lord said to tell you, Don't you give up. You come too far to quit now, buddy. And she began to quote scriptures. She began to speak in tongues on the other end of that phone. I don't know how it works, but that Holy Ghost come through there. You hear what I'm talking about? God said, I'm going to help you. God is our. Help. He'll help you. He ain't going to do it all. I just feel led to say that over and over. He's not going to do it all, youth pastor. He's not going to do it all, youth. But he'll help you. Now in this storm that, that they were in, <coughs> it was bad. And storms can get bad. Things that go on in your life are bad. Don't, don't let anybody minimize what you're going through. It's tough. But you got people like me and, and Brother Tyler, Brother Andy, Brother John, and then your youth pastors who, who are considerate of you. Brother Tim, then they put this on. He's not even a youth pastor, but, but, but this burden for his son and daughter extends into you now. The Bible said this storm got so bad that, that they feared the whole thing would fall apart. And the Bible said they used helps. Undergirding the ship. And what that literally means is while the storm is going on, there were trained men on that boat 
that would take a rope and tie it onto something on one side of that boat and dive down in that water underneath it and come up on the other side and tie that rope off and they'd just do it over and over and over. Basically what they were doing was tying that boat together. So it wouldn't just break all apart and everybody dies. But they, they, the terminology they used is, the Bible said they used helps. This may, may blow your mind out. I didn't blow mine a little bit. Sometimes you go to church. Or sometimes in your regular life, you get to, get to going through your feet. I just don't feel as free as I need to to worship. Maybe the devil got me bound down. It may not be the devil. It may be God holding you together so you don't fall apart in your storm. Come on now. Hallelujah, just because you ain't running and shouting don't mean you don't have the victory. Oh, come on now, just because everybody else is seem like let's jump in the pews and you just over there crying and holding it together and Holy Ghost is running out of your mouth but you don't have a freedom. It may be that God has used helps and has tied you up and is holding you tight. Oh, yes, sir, because the storm you're in has the capability of tearing you apart and just taking everything and ruining you completely but God's got you tied up God's got you bound up with his love and his power oh yes sir God will do whatever's necessary to help you even if that means tying you up sometimes he ties us up to keep us from going out into things and we don't need to be a part of you hear what I'm saying it's a help it's a help from God that he holds us together some people go through storms and we think they're backslid. They're just sitting back on the pew. They haven't even come to the altar. They haven't even sung their song. You ask them to sing, no, I can't. I just can't. And we say, they're back. oh, they're backslid. No, God's just holding them. Come on now. God's just hold them, give them a little room, give them a little patience uh, till the storm passes by. Hallelujah. I'm sure during the times uh, after Luke passed away and I've dealt with uh, a good many young people who passed away and tried to deal with their families, uh, it's tough. Uh, you don't get a shout the next day. Uh, you don't get it the next month. Uh, sometimes you don't get it the next year. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, after a while, uh, after the storm is over, after everything is passed and the sunshine, you can feel God unloosening you again and the wave gets back and the shout returns and the praise runs out of your mouth. But God held you. He helped you. That's what he did. This man came to Jesus. He said, I don't know what to ask you to do. I've asked you everything I know to ask. I've tried to pick up some new terminology. Some of you look in these altars and you peep out of the eye and look and everybody else is doing good and you just still struggling. Keep on struggling. Because God will help you. Daddy, the Bible said in tears, in tears, he said, you can do anything help us help us because sometimes it's more than one that needs help 
It's a whole youth group that needs help. <laughs> Sometimes it's a whole church that needs help. Sometimes it's a whole family that needs help. Amen. It's a whole family. Sometimes we focus on one or two of the people that we know in the situation. But I'm here to tell you that God has the ability to help more than one person at a time. He can hold a whole ship together. He can hold a whole church together. Hallelujah. He can hold a whole youth group together. He can take one family and tie you up so close to each other at no devil of hell can pull you apart. He'll bind you together with cords that cannot be broken. I'm here to tell you, you need help. And God has come in this place to help you. You know, we used to have people in our church when I was young, they'd go back to the pew and just about drag you out. I don't do that. We don't do that anymore because we learn better. Come on now. But I'm going to tell you what, God, he'll take you by the hand and tie himself He'll gently bring you to himself. He'll back the devil up and I'm going to preach my sermon tomorrow. He'll bring you to himself. And take those cords that he's used to tie you up and tie you to himself. Come on now. Hallelujah. Thank you. You can't get away from him. Come on now, I don't want you in my life. He ignores that kind of language. Come on now, I don't need you, God. He don't mind you saying that because he knows where it's coming from. Somebody said they shook their fist at God and somebody said he'll kill you. Okay, he has the capability to kill every one of us, but he knows what is in a person and makes them do that. And he'll come down and unclench your fist and wrap himself around you and tie himself to you so quickly and so tightly, hallelujah, and bring you, he said to the Pam, bring him to me. Uh, help you. Help you. You see, one of the ministry of the church, you go through it in First Corinthians chapter 12, we, we miss some of this, brother, Andy, apostles, prophets, these things. Run through the list of all of the things that God wants to do in our churches. Everybody wants to be on the piano. Come on now. Everybody wants to sing the service down. Everybody wants to go through all of this stuff. Hey, come on now. Everybody wants a name for being up and doing all kind of things. He said, but there's some things that need to be done in the church. I'll give you apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, governments, diversities of tongues. And right in the middle of it, he said, helps. And the thing about Luke, he'd go out there and stand so that a car wouldn't hit a kid. You know what he's doing? Just helping. He wasn't big enough to stop a car, but he'd have tried. Amen. He's just helping. Somebody trying to get out of the car and just help him. That's good. That's a noble. I'm going to tell you, it's another thing to discern that somebody is just about to go under for the last time. <laughs> go over and say, let me help you. Come on. 
See, you can't look at that with your eyes and tell. you got to discern that in your spirit. Come on now. And to get down at that altar and push somebody away that's trying to pray them through to salvation and they've been saved a long time and say, come on, I just want to help you. Oh, yes, the ministry of helps. You see, Jesus was a minister of help. He knew that man had done everything in his power. And when you've done all to stand, stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do what you can do and stand there and wait on the man that rides on the wings of the wind because when you've done all the help you can do, he said, I'm on the way, buddy, and I'm going to do more than you can do. I'm going to help you. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to get you out of that ditch. Hallelujah. When you've been in the valley of the shadow of death, that's a deep, dark ravine that you can get yourself down into and I'm here to tell you God will somebody send somebody by with a double dose of the Holy Ghost at Mass Samaritan had the oil and the wine and he helped him up and he put him on his donkey and he put him out there in a place where he could get more help you need some help tonight just help I want you to do it all God I'll pray I'll do whatever I got to do. I may have told you this. I'm going to tell it. No, I promise I'll hush. I ain't been preaching for 39 minutes. Good gracious. We'll preach a while. I went down to Panama City, Florida to preach a youth conference. I don't know how many years ago. I don't ever title my sermons. I don't know why. I just take a text and preach. A lot of times they'll record it and say, what you going to tell? I said, just pick one out, buddy, whatever. Whatever you think. Just, I don't know why. I just never have. But that day, I remember getting out of my car. I had my message. It was, it was from this passage. And, and I laid my Bible. I remember I laid my Bible on the trunk. I was putting my coat on, straightening my handkerchief up a little bit, you know. And I heard the Lord say, you title your sermon. What you going to tell your mama when you get home? This mama in this story is never mentioned. But you know, she must have been just as distraught or more than the father. You know, Took him off again, hopefully. It'll work this time. There was a boy who came and prayed. We prayed with him, and he prayed through. I mean, he prayed through. He, re- he received the Holy Ghost, got up, I mean, just rejoiced. And the youth pastor put me to the side. He said, let me tell you what happened to this guy. He's part of our church. His mother's a great woman in our church. But her boy has gotten into some bad stuff. They found some marijuana in his room. They found out where he's going out the window at night while they're asleep and doing whatever, coming back in the window. They found pornography under the bed, all kinds of stuff. He found out about this youth conference. And she told the youth pastor, she said, my boy is going to that youth conference. I have told him if I have to drag you by the hair of the head and pull you on that van and sit on top of you all the way down there and drag you to the hotel and drag you to the services, you're going. He said, Mama, if you would just leave me alone and stay home, I'll go. She said, whatever. 
she, he said, she, the youth pastor said, she looked at me and she said, I want you to know I will not eat one morsel of food. I will not drink anything until you come back home. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray the whole time you're gone. She said, I don't expect God to do it all. I'll do my part, but I need God to help me. I walked in that building under the inspiration of God. I did not want to do this. But I said, what are you going to tell your mama when you get home? See, God was helping me help him. <laughs> come on now. When we, we was over there talking and the boy come over there while we were talking, he looked at that Stephen Subel. He said, can I borrow your cell phone? He said, sure what you, he said, I need to call my mama. Oh, come on now. God helped him. He's still in the church. I see him on the Facebook page. You see what I'm saying, mama? You see what I'm saying, young person? If you will do anything, God will help you. God will help you. Is there a young person in this house under the age of 19, I'll say? Say, Brother Doug, I want God to help me tonight. Stand to your feet. I want God to help me. Yeah. I need God to help me. That's what this conference is for, you young people. Say, Brother Doug, I want God to help me. I'll do what I got to do, but I want God to help me. Anybody else? I need God to help me. Hallelujah. We got our work cut out for us. We need help. That don't mean you're in sin. That don't mean you're a bad person. Just say, I want God to help me. Come on down here, the ladies on this side and the men on this side, if you will.